Marvel DC, Marvel DC, Marvel DC, 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 Marvel, 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 no, read image. We create our own realities and words. That's disgusting. Hello. That's disgusting. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. The Geek Chat. Hey, 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 everybody. Hello. And welcome to another edition of the Geek Chat. Welcome. Uh, I am your host, Desmond, and with me, as always, is my co-host. Rich. And we want to say thank you for joining us on this cool, cool... Uh, Monday at Monday evening at six p.m. You know what time it is. What time is it? It's six p.m. It's and, six. And you're listening to the Geek Chat, um, our weekly podcast dedicated to all things comic book and comic book geeky stuff and comic books. <laughs> and comic books. Definitely comic books. Um, you can always join us here on uh, on MixLR live on Mondays. And if you're and if you miss this show, you can definitely check us out and all of our past shows on soundcloud.com just search the geek chat um and you can search for all of our stuff uh, this show will will be uh posted on soundcloud on tuesday which is tomorrow between 12 and 2 you can check it out uh, we'll also link it to itunes as well as stitcher and for those of us who, who want to stream it someplace else we are also on tumblr uh search the geek chat uh, com, and we're also on instagram so you can look at all the fantastical magical pictures of stuff i'm gonna try to get rich in a couple of pictures but he's always so camera shy never uh, he feels that i'll steal his soul or something and you I'm will like, but no one wants it so i have no soul to steal mm -hmm. and then we're also on google plus and plus we're what just google plus that's what it's called i don't know it's google i don't know they Whatever need to google have a makes. plus Yes, it's a it's a Google Plus thing. It's what you get when you when you sign on to uh, YouTube because we're on YouTube as well. Right. Yes. So this show will also be posted on YouTube, um, and then we're going to be slowly but surely uploading all of our older episodes onto YouTube as well. So just uh, stay tuned for all that. Uh, Want to also give a special announcement that we are past the 50, 50 mark. So we've had. 50 different podcasts that we have recorded in the past year. Wow. Crazy. People listen? Uh, not so much that they listen. It's just that we have actually continued on for over a year now. That's and, awesome. Um, and we just passed the 50 mark. So You're so, old. So are you. So um, averaging about 50 episodes a year. We're going to bump that up next year. We are? Sure. All right. I hope. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, so thank you so much for you guys for 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 keep helping us keep this going by tuning in and listening and commenting and being a part of the magic that is the Geek Chat. And you can always join us on our Facebook group, which is the Geek Chat Facebook group. So just go to Facebook, search for the Geek Chat, and come in and chat with Rich and I about <laughs> all things comic book. We have a huge, huge, huge amount of who talk and give us stuff and let us discuss stuff. And stuff, which is the stuff. Is stuff your word tonight? I love stuff. Okay. And on that note, uh, let's get into the books. Um, so, Rich, what is one book that you enjoyed last week? Hmm. So, I talked about it a little bit on the last 
episode about Citizen Jack number one from Image Comics. Which was a very interesting book if you haven't read it. I mean, it's about... I like to think that this is this would be what happens. This is for me. It's not so much a comic book as it is a. Oh boy, here we go. As it is most likely a biography of um, the George Bush, Dick Cheney era of the United States. The I geek really chat think... does not endorse nor whatever the phrase <laughs> is. The comments of Desmond. What I'm just saying. I, I, if if we art, are politically, um, if art imitates life, then this is doing a fantastic job. I have to agree. <laughs> So what is Citizen Jack about, Rich? Citizen Jack is about Jack Northworthy, who is going to be or wants to be America's next president. This man is a total schlub. Like we talk about books with schlubs in them. He is a slub. He's he, schlub. schlub. This dude's straight up schlubby. So it's Citizen Jack issue one, Once Upon a Time in Minnesota. Writer is Sam Humphreys. Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, Sam Humphreys is the writer. The artist is Tommy Patterson. The colorist is John Alderink. The letter letterer is Rachel Deering. And the designer is Dylan Todd, Big Red Robot. I can't wait. I think that's what I, be, what I want to become. I want to become a comic book designer. Big. I think I want to be a big red robot. I probably could do that too. Okay. Um, so the whole thing is this guy gets it in his head that he wants to become president. He declares that he's going to become president and he decides to do it um, by going in cold, cold water like our friend Frank did or is going to do. Is going to do. Yes. But this is in Minnesota and he ends up going, swimming in the water, comes out and his shorts get left down around his ankles for the world to see his little Jack. And that is how he starts to get on the big board. Basically, they're saying that he's just not electable. And he has a little, oh, not so much little, he's got something in his back pocket in the way of a big-ass demon. And the big-ass demon's name is... Do we have any clue? Do we remember what it is? It's here somewhere. He says that when he tries to blow his brains out, whatever, that's when he tries to say the demon's name. Keep uh, talking. But yeah, it's basically a story about a guy who signs his life, he signs his soul away to become president, and the demon is just in it to have fun, I, I assume. I'm not really sure, but he's a schleb. I mean, it's 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 a Faustian story, uh, just set in a politics i mean that's pretty much what it is i have no idea why they have a dolphin headed correspondent what ah this Love there's it. a lot of weird shit going on in this book because mm -hmm. it's just it's just the the correspondent that has a dolphin head and then and then jack talking to a demon are really the only things that are that are bizarre about the book the rest of it literally could have could have come out of a a uh, a an election story i mean but again it really does seem like you know, Jack is George Bush and the devil is Dick Cheney and they're getting ready to go and have some fun at, at the at America's expense. I mean, I don't know. It's Marlin Spike okay. is the name of the demon. Okay. Marlin Spike. Um, I got to read the number two today. No fair. And the number two is funnier and more intense. And um, I love this artist. This artist is like a weird cross between Frank Quitely and... 
mm, who else would he be like? He's he's his own. The figures they're well defined. Each person has their own definite personality. Uh, I love the art, love the writing. I would. But say what did give you like about it? It's fun. It was a fun book. It was just. I'm not a very political person, but you know politics is important. Especially we just voted. Um, and I like this idea well, of not all of us. What like forty-seven percent did, but yeah, whatever. Get out there and vote. Um, I like the idea of you know what what is in it for Marlon Spike. Why is he doing this? What does he plan on doing? So I liked it. Well, demons. I mean, demons just want to fuck shit up, right? Fuck shit up. I mean, that's that's their stock and trade. Is like we're gonna fuck shit up. Woo! You know, fuck with mankind, and it just seems like they they. Well, you're pushing this uh, this adult rating tonight. Well, and it's early on too. We're what nine minutes in, and you're, well, you're dropping all sorts demons. of bombs. I mean, demons are not gonna sit there and be like, "I'm gonna f stuff up." No, they're fucking demons. Oh, they're fucking demons. <laughs> so, but I enjoyed it. I I agree. The artwork was was really good. Um, it it is this kind of quietly sort of. It's like a mixture for me. It was a mixture of. Uh, quietly and uh, Freddie Williams the third is actually how it how it really yes kind of, the way really his kind of, bodies are defined that's a good one yeah I see that too you know and he's and he's like a heavy set schlub and and I love that his campaign manager is this you know it's just really hot uh hot blooded not necessarily hot blooded but she's just a kind of no nonsense black woman who's just gonna like take him to the stars just wait till you read number two but I don't know like I'm wondering like is she a demon too or is she just working working it out because she has to or like this. There's something going on that the demon is doing that I just want to... I'm, I'm interested. Like, I'm interested. I will read number two. Is this an ongoing or is this just a... Uh, is this just a... Um, uh, we don't know yet. We don't know at this point if it's an ongoing. I have no clue. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's able to... Sustain. I don't think it has more than 12 issues in it. Well, Unless think about it. We, once he gets in power. Well, that's the thing. Like, is, is there going to be like a... Because I can imagine it spanning his being elected his first term second term and then the ending if they were to do it like that i think it would be interesting just to, to to follow this schlup and this demon and to see what the end game is or well, what's i will happen. be reading the well i already read the next one but i will be reading this series and i i hope you all continue with it too so the book that i really really enjoyed um and i've <clears throat> we both have constantly enjoyed this book we didn't talk about it, we haven't talked about it in a while but we have loved the midnighter or Midnighter, whatever you want to call it. I, li I like The Midnighter because it, it kind of makes him a little bit more stand out. Like he's a bit more powerful. It's like, I am the Midnighter. Right, Rich? He is the Midnighter? He is the... I'm Midnighter. Well, that's Batman, but anyway. So <clears throat> it's Midnighter number six, uh, two ninety nine from DC Comics. The writer... Steve Orlando. Steve Orlando. The artist is the fabulous Aiko, who is back. I'm so excited that they are back. And I'm just like... Yay! And I really am glad that they're back because there's so much stuff that happens in this book that their art just really, really showcases um, well with the uh, with the giant splash page in the background and and how and how they break it up with the with the smaller pages just makes just makes the action move really, really well. So again, writer Steve Orlando, penciler is Echo, inks is Echo with Hugo Petros, uh, colors is by Romulo uh, Ferrardo Jr., and the letters is by Tom Napolitano. Napolitano, sorry. Uh, yeah, and it is great. We get to see, um, as you know, Midnighter is 
on the quest to recover the stolen tech from the God Garden, the place where he was born. Yes, it sounds a little bit like Grant Morrison's uh, Phantom X and God Garden, or the the um, the Heaven. Is that what they called it? Oh, don't where remember. where Phantom X, yeah, where 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 the hyper time was and all that stuff like that. I mean, yeah, it seems it reads a little bit like that, um, but it is definitely different. So. The garden got broken into. Midnighter's on the trail to get back the tech that was stolen and the tech about his history. And then in issue six, we find that the the guy that he has been dating, who knows his secret and who knows that he is, you know, a superhero and is okay and seems to be unfazed by this. We find out why he is unfazed with this. It seems as though his partner in a shocking twist... Are we going to say it? I think we should. I think we really should. The yeah. whole thing, what I loved about it was that last page reveal. That made the entire issue for me. Well, what was revealed, Rich? That he's been dating Prometheus the entire time. Yes. And, and speaking uh, of Grant Morrison. And it's so hilarious that in this iteration of Prometheus, he is gay. gay. Yeah. Or he's working it just to, just to, just to take Midnighter. But... But was, he worked it to take McNighter just so he could take McNighter later. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I guess. I don't know. But all I know is I was very excited to see um, the twist because I did not see that coming. And generally, I'm fairly, I'm fairly clever with He's this He's always stuff. like, I saw that coming. Did not see this coming Didn't at all, Didn't see it coming. Didn't see it at all. And then, I mean, we see that... They're worried about uh, his partner's worried about his dad, and so they go and they protect his dad. And then Midnighter, in the course of his investigation, finds out that his dad is actually not his dad. Well, he wonders why things were off when he was around him. And he, exactly, and because he, his computer, his, his computer brains weren't um, weren't there was nothing there. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so he realized that that it was a it was he was not alive. And when he says it, he is so enamored. He is so like wanting to to help and, and so in love with this guy that he's blindsided when when he is stabbed through the stomach and left on the floor and like the reveal i mean his partner just casually walks out the room as he's talking and comes back and he's dressed like prometheus and i was like what yeah i was shocked you know um i'm really happy that Aiko was back for this issue because he or she. We don't. We tried to look up Aiko on the internet, and it's very hard to find anything about this person. Um, but I'm very glad they're back for this issue because with that reveal, I felt like you really needed it. One of the best pages in this book was when Midnighter took out his dad. That page was gorgeous. Um, everything about this book, this issue, is just hitting it, and I am very happy to say. DC is actually getting smart with this book. It's coming out in February, which is the closest they've ever put a book to its next issue. The uh, It's going to collect one through seven, and it's only going to be $14.99. And this is DC giving us a $14.99 book, seven issues, coming in February so you could read it. And I think you should pick this book up. Definitely pick this book up. Um you know, I'm a little down on DC most of the time. They do have a lot of great books coming out, just not that many. Uh, and this is definitely one of the books I highly recommend, Des highly recommends. Um, if you haven't read it, we talked about Steve Orlando's other book, Virgil, which is about a gay police officer whose life gets turned upside down when he comes out because, you know, in Jamaica, you're not supposed to be gay. 
So Steve Orlando was hitting it on uh, two gay books, I'll say, gay lead books. What do you think? I would agree. Um, and he's and he's actually writing, uh, well, he's doing the scripts for another book that, that we've been, I know, right? It was so cool. <laughs> There's hints throughout. There, there really is. There, I mean, if you go back, because I, real quick, I went back and I read uh, Midnighter number five to see if I could find anything. And in number five, they're going through and they're talking about, which I thought was hilarious. There was, um, it was, there was telekinesis given to you by, by an app that you put in your ear. And I thought that was just hilarious. And then like Dick Grayson is there with him and there. Uh, so Grayson is there and they're buddy, buddy and teaming up. And I just, I just love seeing them together. So I really hope that Grayson shows up. I was going to say, do you think Grayson will show him. up next issue to help him out? Probably not. Probably not. I do think that... You think um, Midnighter needs to do it on his own? Yeah. I think Midnighter's going to do it on his own, and he's going to fight uh, Prometheus. Because I want to see... Like, I want to see what's happening. Like, I want to see why, if Prometheus is the baddie, if Prometheus was the one that stole um, the, the stuff, or broke into the God Guard and stole all that stuff. So, like, I want to I wanna see what... What is the end game with that? Because it's going to be issue seven. Um, so most likely the, the, they will be wrapping up this arc. Oh, yeah. One through seven is in the first trade. Yeah. So they're going to be wrapping up this arc. So I want to see the parlor scene. I want to see what's going to happen um, to let us know what happened. You Do know? you remember, were you reading Justice League when uh, they brought out Prometheus for the first time in the old good 52? Um, yes. I caught it late, and then I had to go back and read it. One of the best things was him putting the disc, just the way his mind works. I mean, you know, he's he's a perfect adversary for for the Midnighter. That's why I'm just like for Midnighter. Yeah, and I'm just like, fuck. Why did I forget this? And you know, and then he's just a perfect like two computer brains going at it, literally and physically. You're pissed off you didn't see it coming. Kinda. Yeah. I am kind of pissed off. But I think it's really cool that we're at issue six, and unlike certain other companies. DC did not once have to promote what was coming, didn't have to ruin the ending. We ruined it, but you know, it's last week's book. That's what we do, yo. That's what we do. <laughs> uh, speaking of... Uh, Marvel DC. endings? Oh, no, DC. You want to do that? I, I think we should save uh, Marvel for the end, because we I feel that we are going to have a lot to talk about. So you guys in the chat, you're going to have to just... Kind of wait through a couple other stuff before we get to the books that you really Oh, they're going to love about. me trashing this book. Come on. Who doesn't like a good thrashing once in a while? So the book that we're going to talk about next is a book that actually is, is greatly become re more related to what's going on in Grayson um, and at Midnighter, which I thought was awesome, which makes you think that if Midnighter is going to show up in this book. And that book is Batman and Robin Eternal. Issue 5, it is a weekly book coming out from DC, and we have been reviewing it every week since it's been coming up, just to kind of see if it's able to keep up. Because last year, uh, DC had three books that were weekly. Uh, Future's End, uh, Earth 2... Batman and Robin. Uh, Batman and Robin. No, just Batman, Batman Eternal. Batman Eternal, Batman Eternal, exactly. So now they're only doing one, which... Thank God. No, you, don't, you know what I hope they would have done? Oh, what? I really hope they would have done a, uh, a Justice... Uh, a... Uh, 
Fuck. Uh, what's it? What is it called? Um, a Legion book. Yes. If they did a Legion month, a year, weekly book, that would have been amazing. Yeah, but here's the thing: they can't right now. Why their, not? Their universe. What they're writing is so crappy. Would you really want just crappy Legion? Wouldn't you rather have a good focused Legion arc or but story? But that's not going to happen. So well, not now. At this point, at this point we're kind of eating scraps. So, <laughs> and I would hope. I would hope that if they were going to put this much into doing a weekly book that it would be they would at least try to to make it good you know that's that is my hope well what you just said let's see if that worked with batman and robin eternal number five so batman and robin batman and robin uh eternal number five was get ready because we're going to be here a while why? Oh, there's yeah. a lot of freaking credits for a 20-page comic. And this is the fun thing about it is because there's so many people in uh, the Legion of Superheroes, all the little vignette stories could be drawn by someone else because it's taking place with different people. That's, I think, a way that it could have worked because having all these people do this just didn't make any sense to me. Well, anyway, uh, the story was by James Tinian the Fourth uh, and Scott Snyder did the story. The script was by Steve Orlando. Okay, so pages 1 through 7, 10 and 11, and 16 through 18 were done by Scott Eaton. Pages 8 through 9 this and 12 through 15. Uh, and, oh no, go not yet. Was uh, Ronan Clickett. Clickett. Uh, and, and Steve Pugh. Pugh, who also did pencils for page, I guess himself, and 19, and tw- 19 and 20. Wayne Foucher did pages 1 through 6. Seven. These are inks. So those are all the pencilers. Sorry. So those are all the pencilers. Three pencilers. Three pencilers. And three inkers. And three inkers. So Wayne Foucher did pages one through seven, ten through eleven, sixteen through eighteen. Uh, and Ronan then Ronan Clickett and Steve Pugh did their inks, did their own respectively. Inks. Yes. And the letters, the colors was by Gabe Ateb. Ateb. Sure. And letters was by uh, Dave Sharp. So and the cover was by Francis Menpal. So that was awesome. He's doing um, a lot of covers. He's he, I think he's he, yeah, he's a cover. Since he's artist. not doing Flash anymore, he's just doing lots of lots well, of covers. I'm sure, I'm sure he has something in the pipe ground, but then we're getting off. Um, Batman and Robin Eternal. Uh, Dick Grayson goes and pays a visit to Tim Drake's parents to see why Tim Drake's name was poss- was was on the uh, on Mother's, I guess list of contacts with his name. So he goes and talks to them, but of course. Robin's parents don't know who he is, so they are p- keeping up the story that Tim Drake is dead. So they're like, "Oh, you know, he's dead. We don't know who where he is, and blah blah blah, because he's dead." And then Penny, the the, the evil uh, Specter op who went rogue from Grayson's story, shows up with a weapon from the God Garden continuity. Little bit, I was happy to see that. And finally, they, and they begin to fight. And so when they're fighting, because and which is a rookie move in my mistake, why did, why would he, uh, why would Dick Grayson use his his hypnose because it pinged her, which told her where he was, like at just because the story needed to be. I understand. I mean, I understand. But then what was weird is like, the parents are like, oh my god, you know, Dick Dick warned us about this, or or Tim warned warned us about this, so they go into a safe room, and then their their living room turns into a danger room. What? Like seriously, why did it turn into a danger room? And so they're, they're so so they're fighting in this danger room thing, and he beats her up, and Tim Drake shows up and is like, Pissed. 
yeah, you should have trusted me. You got my parents involved, blah, blah, blah. He punches him. He walks off. I was just like, I don't understand what that epi- issue was about. But what happened with um, Cassandra Kane and uh, Harper Rowe? Bluebell, Bluebird. Bluebird, I think it is. Blue Bluebird. balls, who knows? But I like what happened with them because we get to see the orphan, the evil guy, and like his arm gets cut off and there's a really good fight scene and Bluebell uh, hits him with the tracker. So I actually liked that. that it, I liked what was going on with that. If you could see his face, everyone, right now, he what? he's up. very happy. I look like Grumpy Cat. This issue, I... He is this, very much Grumpy Cat. <laughs> I... Uh, well, okay, okay. What were what were some of the things that you did not like about this issue? Because I, I don't, actually liked it. I so thought it was fun. I just don't care about any of these people. I hate the new Red Robin. His costume looks even dumber in this issue. Um, the art, three artists, it showed. The whole thing was sloppy. Like, this was just an ugly book. Um, okay, yeah, I'll give you that for the art. The art was, yeah. I mean, three artists. Three... three Artists, three inkers, and then it's got to go to the colorist. I mean, come on, we deserve better. If this is gonna be a weekly book, no, and get the story weird, going. Which was weird though, because the first two books were were penciled by one person, and it's, I guess they just couldn't keep up the. the and momentum. then this, the second and third books were done by one person, Paul Pelletier. Remember? Yeah, yeah. The first one was Tony Daniels. This one and two were done by Paul Pelletier, and then I don't know the other. Four and five were Scott Eaton, and the, now this one. Yeah. Last issue was Scott Eaton. I don't know if he did it alone. I think he did. Um, I, I, what's going on with Cassandra Kane? I mean, I'm glad she's finally being seen, but I actually I like just, Cassandra. Again, I like Cassandra Kane's character. Like, I, we're gonna have to find out exactly what's going on because she's functionally mute in this in this universe again. I don't. I mean, so that was this is taking place now, right? Yes. The f- no. 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 The w- when they're talking to Crane, that take that took place afterwards, where um, where Cassandra was working with the orphan as she was one of his one of the mother's top operatives. So and then she turned rogue. When did this happen, though? And all it said was a few. Uh, what is it? A long time ago. This is back when um, when Dick Grayson was Robin. Okay. This is so. I'm going to bring up the elephant in the room. Meaning, when did this happen? Because according to DC's own, you know, timeline. Five years ago, four Robins, five Robins, they were Robins. This just, it, oh, it makes no sense. Like when he says, it does, it says uh, several years ago and the Scarecrow is getting, he's, you know, getting too much attention. Um, okay, when does this part now lead in? I just think doing something like this where DC alone doesn't know the timelines of its its own robins hopefully this will let us in on how this happened all righty so uh from our from our chat charles says wow grumpy cat batman and robin wasn't that bad it wasn't that bad he capitalized okay if charles said that you know you're you know it wasn't that bad if charles is saying that you know and no we're not going to talk about telos and we really don't want telos to have a weekly book shame on you for even saying that um so yeah that's batman and robin eternal we're gonna talk about it every week well i am oh boy i want to talk about it i want to see what the big payoff is i mean i'm still interested it's i mean it's interesting to me you know what's going on i want to see what's going to happen though i have to say i am more interested about what's happening with bluebird and cassandra kane than i am about what's happening with the boys the only problem that i have is i wish spoiler would have went with them like i would have loved to have seen more of the girls doing doing their stuff. That would be cool. That's I, I like that. Yeah, it's like Big like, Bang. The, the would, girls make that show too. I would love for and this is me. This is me literally like 
literally being you know very optimistic is but i would love 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 if the three of them stephanie harper Rowe, and cassandra kane become the new birds of prey that would be cool that would be awesome won't happen but that would be cool i mean even if it does it's still a new 52 so yeah. um i just want to say i stopped reading teen titans and this issue really makes me think that red robin's costume is way overworked borderline 90s with all the pouches and we can't say you you can't say that because you refuse to do a fashion issue you're right but it's I silly it's overworked it's overworked. His styling is just crazy <laughs> red robin's styling is just ugh. we should do that we should literally talk about all of the robin's costumes throughout the year don't you think it'd be fun yeah. and say like what do we like about this one like this like the original robin was showing too much leg and uh, uh red hood just looks like he needs to go to the gym or something. And why the hell is Arsenal? Well, Arsenal's not there, but why is Arsenal wearing a fucking baseball cap? Because he's the, he's, he is the cool dude, dude. No. Uh, so I just want to say, for Marvel, they released a whole slew of number ones last week that we can't get to. But just to tell you a little of my opinions, uh, Howard the Duck number one, I did not read the previous um, Howard the Duck mini or miniseries. It was a series that got canceled for Secret Wars. Secret Rewrites, I should say. Um, Howard the Duck, number one, was interesting. Aunt May is in it. Um, he has a robotic cat. The girl that he's traveling with is a scroll, and she wants to be a superhero. And it has uh, the wizard in it, who legally changed his name to Wizard. Seems like a lot of shit going on. It, there was. It took a while to read, but it was a. I think you should read it. It was actually quite fun. How was the artwork in it? I mean, I really the, good. I read the first. Uh, I mean, it has a duck in it, but it was really good. No, no, I read the first couple of them, and I was in, I was intrigued. I didn't really. I don't know. Maybe I'll pick it up. I think you should read this. This would be my recommend. Uh, Vision number one came out this week. I um, saw that Terry posted a picture of it. Another. It was a really good start. Really? We sold out right away. Uh, we ordered more. It actually was a good start. I'm interested to know where it's going to go because you know who Vision's brother is, right? Ultron. The other, no, not Ultron. I know, fuck with you. Ultron is his dad. The Grim Reaper. Yeah. Uh, well, the Grim Reaper makes an appearance because well, he's like, this is not a family. This is not my family. And I'm like, what? So because of that ending, something happens. I keep forgetting he's, I keep forgetting because he's. He part, created a family. No, no, no I, I keep forgetting that the Grim Reaper is his brother because he's based on a little bit of the uh, Simon um, Wonder Man yep. stuff too. I keep forgetting about that. So Drax number one came out and much. I saw that and I passed. Sorry. Much like my problem with um, the Guardians number one. Um, with Star-Lord was this, but they quickly got out of it. You know, Drax, it shows up in the beginning with the, all of them and they're all going their separate ways and no one wants to be with him. So it's all about him doing something on his own. And the art was quite interesting. It was a mix of really cool and a mix of he looks the same in every panel. That was my only real complaint with it. Charles is mad at you. Why? You spoiled the vision. Four days later. Five days later, or what is it? Five uh, days later. Well, he could have read it. There's potty time. I see six days. Six days later, you spoiled it for him. Damn well, you, Rich. We spoil here, and we, we spoil do. him anyhow. We do. Uh, Deadpool number him. one came out this week. It tells a little bit more about. Um, he's funding the Avengers. You know the Uncanny Avengers. Uh, it, he also has set up Deadpool's hero for hire, where he has Madcap and a whole bunch of all these other people that actually play as him. And, you know, for money, we'll go rescue whoever. It was a good number one. Um, 
the art was was good. It was Deadpool comic. Uh, Hercules number one was something that people were looking forward to this week. Uh, he's got Gilgamesh. Well, Remember a hard pass Gilgamesh? For me too on that one. Uh, he's his roommate, couch surfer. Uh, the first one really? sets up really, really their roommates. Gilgamesh. Uh, it's another frat boys. Well, no, and yes. Ah, uh, really? Yeah, there's, there's. Uh, I actually liked it. But really, what Marvel. Makes, what makes no sense is last we knew he had no powers. So from when he gets punched in here by one of the things, it looks like well he doesn't die. So he must have powers, and I wonder if that had something to do with um, Secret Wars. So those are the number ones that you didn't read. I did I not read. read them, but I most likely will pick up. I think Vision. you should pick up Howard. Vision and Howard are most likely what I'm going to pick up. Huh. Yeah, I saw Terry uh, talked about it on the Geek Chat uh, Facebook group, and I was thinking about picking it up, but I knew that you would sold out of it. But if you ordered more, I'm most likely going to take. Oh yeah, I ordered more. Um, so one of the um, other books that we have been enjoying that I've been enjoying is Doctor Strange number two. Wow, there's a lot of stuff going on in this book. It and reminds me of a Doctor Who episode. Really? Yeah, it did. How so? Like I don't, I, I didn't, I didn't really see that. At the end, I totally felt like, you know, oh, come be my companion. We. Had, we oh, <laughs> okay, I see. Yeah, I see. She has that weird psychic thing, and then she's and like, then, "I'm free on Saturdays," and yeah, she he he kind of exercised her her cold demons. She had yeah, a she had viral she she had a viral. Don't ask what was it about. I it didn't was read. a viral exorcism he did on her. There was a lot of it. words in this, so Rich kind of skipped over some. It of was them. no, I read it all, but I loved Good for you. I loved how um, Jason Aaron talked about the sanctum. Uh, I can never say the name of that sanctum. Sanctum Santorium. Sorry, Sanctum Santorium. It, it Rick a, Santorum. No. Thank God, no. Uh, but it's about the house and the stuff that happens in the house. So, writer was Jason Aaron. Pencils and colors by Chris Blacho. Uh, inks by Tim Townsend. Uh, Al Vey and Mark Irwin. Letters was by VCs uh, Corey Pettit. And the colors was by Chris Blacho and Tim Townsend. And if you weren't reading the first one, a, a, a woman shows up. Uh, because she has these weird teeth growing out of the top of her head, and she has been infected by something. And so, did you know in Screen Queens, one of the girls has teeth down there? No, she doesn't. She does. There's does <laughs> a rumor. It's a great show, by the way. Anyway, uh, Doctor Strange uh, basically has to exercise her, but the demon when she does, the demons jump out of her head and start running around the house, and so they have to track the demons down in the house. And so we get to get a tour of. Doctor Strange's home, and you find out that he has a bathhouse. Yes, he has a bathhouse that drowned some of them. They drowned in the pool or the bath, the baths. It was really bizarre. And then, like certain doors open and go to different dimensions, which is actually already, which is actually already proven. Um, in proven? A, well, not proven. Established. Stat. Thank you. It was already established <laughs> in uh in an old Marvel fanfare comic that yes, some of some of the doors do open into other other dimensions and and, and portals. Well, how do you think Doctor Strange movie is going to get to where they got to get to? Well, I've been looking at the pictures, a little bit of the pictures online. No, I mean having a door in there for transportation. No, I think he just usually flies. I mean, he has. His I don't think he's cave. gonna fly. But anyway, um, and then his um, so yeah, they go around and they try to kill these demons, and they have to. The demons feed on emotions, and so Doctor Strange <laughs> lures them into himself, and then he, so he can actually plague. 
he he can actually get let them die and stuff. It was just a very interesting. I, I like how Aaron is making magic seem much more biological and fun and a lot of fun. And I like that she's going to be be becoming becoming around a little bit more. The only problem though yes. is it's reading a little bit like Silver Surfer, but not cosmic, but magical. Yeah, because you got the companion. Exactly, you know, and I understand. I understand the the, the companion as a as a um, a storytelling device is is the lead in for the reader mm-hmm. who is normal, so they can relate to that person who's going through this much more magical world. Like I get that, but it just seems like it's. I, I felt that's kind of unnecessary for Doctor Strange, but I'm not ready. He already off. has Wong, and I loved Wong. I loved Wong coming in and doing his stuff in the manservant. And he's like, I've been with Dr. Strange for very long. It's just a perfect introduction about Dr. Strange's world, his manservant. And now this woman is going to be now being a part of his world. His Clara. No, I want Clara to show up. Like, I don't, I don't buy that for a minute. Not Cleo. Clara. It was a Dr. Who reference. (laughs) I want to see Clea. That's who I want to see. Not Clara. I want to see Clea. She needs to show up and she needs to be a part of this book. And I'm surprised that we haven't seen any hinting about Dormammu or anything like that just yet. But at the end, we do get to see that someone is trying to crawl out of one of those dimensions and gets pulled back. He's yep. trying to warn Doctor Strange. So, because he is a sorcerer supreme of this universe. So, the art was, it totally made the book. The art was gorgeous as usual. All the little things that uh, Bacalo puts in his panels, there's just a ton to look at. And if you take it, you know, page by page, panel by panel, it'll take you a while. That that's what I love when it's not just a blank. You actually have something filling the room for weight. I love it. Uh, the little demons he has. I was reading an interview. He he. We talked about. I think he really likes um, Burton, and everything's really Burton esque. What are you doing now? Who are you talking to? People are saying hello in the chat, and I want awesome. to say hello. Awesome, hello, people. So, what else do you want to talk about? Um, because I like Doctor Strange. I'm I'm in it to win it for this with this book. Um, I've been a huge Doctor Strange fan for a very long time. So, so for them continuing on this trajectory, trajectory, I'm I'm enjoying it uh, tremendously. So we got a couple number ones we want to talk about quickly before we oh. spend the last time. I forgot to read that. Um, <laughs> so we're just going to talk about one number one. And no, tell us. You, I, you read it. Tell, him, tell me about it. I, so last week I told him to read because he made me read Shield number one. I made him read Hangman number one, only I kind of forgot to bring it home with me. So when he told me today what we were supposed to be reading, I didn't have one with me, so I couldn't read it. So what did you think of it? Was it worth it? Should I have read it, or you, um, should I be glad I didn't read it? It is. Uh, it's an image book. It's an image book. Yeah, a lot of the themes in it. Um, but it's it's dark Archie. But it's yeah, it's Dark Circle Comics, and it's um, it's the Hangman number one, written by Frank Terry. Thierry. Thierry, thank you. Ooh, I uh, like him. Artist was was Felix Ruiz. Letterist by Rachel Deering. Colorist is by Kelly Fitzpatrick. Um. Yeah, and it's a basically about the spir- the, the the spirit of vengeance, I guess. And we get to see Ghost Rider. Uh, kinda, we get to see this guy get killed. That's always fun. And the hangman is a uh, like a specter almost type of type type of character who avenges the dead people. And he so he's a specter, Ghost Rider, 
But he hangs people? Or? Yes, but he hangs people as a as a uh, a warning to other people who would do wrong. Or but do there are damage. people that did wrong. Correct. There are people that did wrong. But there's just it's just there was this really bizarre. This guy kind of tortures someone and then uh, puts like he he's a hitman and he it, it starts off like he's a hitman and he he has a wife and a daughter and then he's like I have something in the trunk for you daughter and he, he comes they go to the trunk and then the daughter he says turn around and close your eyes it's a surprise so she turns around and closes her eyes and he opens up the door the the trunk and there's a guy tied up in the back and then he starts beating the crap out of this guy telling him to like moving him around and he's like oh daddy what are you doing he's like no nothing just taking a minute to get it out and then he pulls out this rabbit the stuffed rabbit closes the hood and hands it to the girl right and so they're like what and so the mother comes out and is like, oh, this is this really nice gift, but what's this red stuff on it? And he's like, oh, it's strawberry jam. And you're like, what? And so he takes his, like, here, lick. And she licks it. It's like, oh, yes, get his strawberry jam. And I'm like, what the fuck, right? And so he takes him out to this to this weird lake. And on the bottom, and so he, he starts telling this guy about why he's killing him and all this other bullshit. And though he says, well, we're at this lake and there's all these rats that live in this lake. And you know what they love? Strawberry jam. And they will devour anybody who has a strawberry jam on them. So the guy uh, gets covered in strawberry jam and the rats devour him. Well, the hangman comes to collect that guy for, for the sins that he has done. So that's kind of what happens. And I was just like, that's bizarre as fuck. And I was just like, all right. So... That's in a nutshell what happens, but I just don't know what it was, what it was leading to because this is the first arc of, of a much larger arc. So I don't know. I mean, it was just a weird story, um, very very like hard R type of stuff, or I could see it on like AMC or something. I don't know. It was really bizarre, but it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, but I know if I'm going to pick up number two because the art was kind of it was a bit scratchy. The art is very scratchy. You know, but but it goes with the it goes with the it goes with the um the darkness the tone of the, and the darkness yeah. of the story. So I wasn't I wasn't I mean I wasn't like I expected it, but I don't know. This wasn't enough to like kind of catch me in in it. I mean, it it does kind of read a little bit like a, like a low rate specter. So I don't know. All right, you everybody. So this is the. Uh, the time that you've been waiting for, I know that you've been wanting us to talk about this, so we're going to spend the remainder of this episode talking about the X-Men. The X-Men. So, Frank, I know you're listening. I know you're going to have you're going to be opinionated about this too. Same thing with Charles and everyone else who listens. So, Are you uh, a bell? No, I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm shaking my hips everybody. If you could see, I'm shaking my hips. I'm excited. All righty. So, I'll let you start, Rich. We'll start with Uncanny X-Men 600, which officially ends Bendis' run on uh, the series. So we have a lot of artists. It was uh, $5.99, and it closes it out. Let's see. Who who did everything? <coughs> All right. Let's go here. Brian Michael Bendis was the writer. Art by Sarah Pacelli, Mamrad Asar, Stuart Immelman, Chris Anka, Chris Bacalo, David Marquez, Fraser Irving. Inks were by Wade Von Grawbadger, Tim Townsend, Mark Irwin. Colors were by Marte Gracia, Jason Keith, Chris Bacalo, Fraser Irving. Um, lettering and production was VC's Joe Carmananga. Wow, a lot happened in this book. Took what, 17 years to get here, felt like. 
Uh, no reason for it to be late at all. It was basically a trial, I think. I don't know what they expected to happen. It also had little vignettes about uh, Magic and her brother getting back together. Not that way, but you know what I mean. Uh, Iceman, old Iceman saying, yes, I'm gay. I was fighting the good cause. Can I have one thing? It had um, a weird thing about the all new kids. They're, they're going to take a break and then one of them finds love and the other one watches, which, okay. Um, and then a backup story about Iceman because, you know, he's gay now. So we got to put a little Iceman story in the back. Uh, yeah. So what'd you think? <laughs> that was, wow. Tell me what you really thought. No, I, I. No, you didn't tell me what you thought. All you I, said, all you, gave, all you gave was a summary of what happened in oh, the book. Oh, and then at the end, what did you think? Scott of the book? unites all the mutants and Magneto to prove a point that not all mutants are bad. What did you think of the book? I told you what I thought of the book. No, you didn't. It was no had no freaking reason to be this late. None at all. Bad decision. Um, it actually made me hate the next book we're going to talk about more. Um, yeah, there, I'm being okay, polite. Well, we're gonna no, you're not. Speak. We're, no, we're gonna Speak. we're gonna take it each one, each one, each one, each one, each one. Okay. First and foremost, we have the. You're still pseudo, not telling what you thought, though. We have the pseudo trial of beast. Yeah. What the hell was this supposed to be about? I honestly don't know. I think that they were trying to talk to him about or confront him with his misuse of the space time and all the shit that he's done. But what outcome were they hoping for? That's what I asked you first when we talked about it. I don't know what the outcome was for what they were trying to do. Were they trying to get him to say he's sorry? Were they trying to... I mean, they were trying to intervene, of course, but, but, but for what reason? To send the O5 back? To stop him playing God or whatever? I don't know. Like That was the thing that was never really like hashed out in this intervention was storm never really said what they wanted. Like, well, there was no resolution to it. Mm -mm. You know, it, even the fact that that beast left, there still wasn't a resolution, you know, even in an intervention, you're going to sell someone. We are intervening because, because of this. And then we want you to get help to do this or something. You know, I just don't, it just, it just seemed like it just like, if it was just to antagonize them, well, they were, I mean, they, they succeeded. So, so I really didn't understand what was going on. And then comparing him to Dark Beast like that, it was kind of like... That was now that hard. I don't agree with, because Dark Beast created all these and slaughtered so many of the mutants and mutates and all that. Um, he really thought he was doing good by bringing them back to the, you know, the past. But it was really... The more they're trying to explain it, the more I see it as... Marvel just needed to do this. Like, I don't think it helped the storyline. Yeah, we get it. You're going to, you know, you're going to tell us over and over and over that you shouldn't have done this. So what? Let's move on. Like, what? Uh, yeah. So continue on. Oh, well, and, 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 okay. So he gets in the car looking like this weird cat. And it's Fraser Irving. I love his art. But it just doesn't look right. After he talked to Eva Bell. Now we know from reading Uncanny in Humans, he went there. Yeah, he's with the and he's he's with them trying to find a cure for impox. Right. So we're still not dealing with what the hell six hundred was about, well, because no, he's he, on he to he the next. Away. Yeah. So okay, continue. I'm sorry. Uh, the the reconciliation between Peter and Ileana was great. I got the feels. 
I got the feels, 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 feels for that. I liked it. I, I had a hard eye with it too. I didn't. Ex- I mean, like, I didn't expect anything different from from this right here. Like, I this played out exactly as 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 I thought it would, and I'm glad that this happened. That way, they can put that behind them because it, I felt that that drama uh, just was going on for way too long. Well, not only that, it was so unnecessary because of that AVX thing where they all hate each other. No, they're family. So I'm very glad. Yes, I'm glad we're going into the next direction because you know they had to make up because of this extraordinary x-men that came out they're on the team together so exactly um iceman iceman coming out to himself i liked that i liked how it was handled i liked um i liked seeing his reasoning older iceman's reasoning for doing this yes really came down to the fact that he just He's already hated for being a mutant. He's already hated for all those other things. He just didn't want to deal with that. That's yeah, and I, and I was like, okay, okay, like I get that. Um, so I'm fine with this, and and I think it was interesting how they were able to have, they were have being able to have this conversation with his future self. You know, it's like so many of the O5 have done something different than what we would expect them to do, and and I really think that them looking at their future selves and not wanting to emulate those people. It's an interesting it's an interesting thought, you know, why Warren changed himself, uh what Beast is looking in at what happens to him. Um she knowing she dies yeah. repeatedly. And but but here's the thing that, that I've always felt was very interesting is is them knowing the past, them being here and knowing what's happening has not changed the current iterations of the X Men at all. He hasn't altered their memories or anything like that. So it just means Does that, that mean you think they got him from a different timeline? No, 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 no. I think that at some point something's going to happen and all their minds are going to be erased and they're going to be sent home at some point. Because at because they, they they have said that they are they are they are the X-Men from from this from this timeline. So. so if Eva Bell can go back in time, why can't she take them? Remember she went back and threatened Xavier? I don't know. Maybe Why can't she take them back? I don't know. I Does don't know. anyone know? Maybe they don't want to go back. Who knows? Um, well, we can have a long, longer conversation. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, Frank has a has a has a thought about that. Uh, why don't you check in on the boards and see what they're saying? But yeah, I, I can't. Oh, I'm sorry. But I did like it. I thought <laughs> I thought Iceman saying all this stuff. The one thing that I didn't like about it, and I'm gonna be really quick about this, was when he asked about Warren being hot. Uh, that was the safe answer for me. Like that was safe for me. Like. And of all of the history, and, and if and if what they're saying is they're going on history of Iceman and, and saying like, oh, if you look at its history, you can see these failed relationships and blah blah blah. He was sense. best friends with Hank. They were always doing shit. Look exactly. at the old X Factor book. It should have been. He should have said Hank was isn't Hank handsome? Now, when I go back and I look at all those old X Factor issues by Louise Simonson, and I think she was the one that wrote this scene. Um, remember when Hank Infectia. Uh, made Hank's brain de uh he like was devolving yes. and he was getting dumber and dumber. Yes. And how Bobby was always there for exactly. him. Exactly. And he was and he was taking care of him and, and making him making him see that's the thing. It made more sense for, for young B- Iceman because here's the thing, young Iceman still knows young beast. And uh, young, young beast is not yet Exactly. So for mute, uh, so trans. it would have been interesting for, for older older uh, Bobby to say, Yeah you know, but that's an interesting question because Bobby knows Hank now and has gone through all these different things with Hank. And I think it would have been much more telling uh, for them to say that. And it for older made, Bobby to say exactly, that, yes. And it would have made and it would have made Bobby 
Um, see, that's the thing that that's the voice that's missing when they're doing the trial. And I think that is they're doing a disservice to the history of these two characters. Bobby didn't really speak up at all. It was always Storm and the girls. I mean, Bobby has 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 been there. That's the thing that I never really liked about how Bobby's been 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 portrayed. Is he's one of the O five. He should have a bigger role. And I know that he's he's they're kind of alluding to that, you know, and 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 training and stuff like that. But I really hope that they finally let him grow up. You know let what I loved? A, let him be a you know an adult. I loved when Emma. Way back when yes. Emma stole his power and showed him that he's got so much potential exactly. and he's been wasting it this whole time. Agreed. So maybe 2016 will be, you know, Bobby not being a schlub. I hope so. Um, and then the thing with uh, with the 05 and Hank and Gene getting together, they had hinted to that uh, with Battle of the Atom. And I'm liking it. I think this is a great this is interesting to me. Although it would have been interesting to make that triangle and actually have it be a four-way, a square, I guess, because you have Bobby having feels for Hank and then Gene being with Hank and then Scott being, you know, I think for would Gene have, that would have been great. Yes, I mean it's hella CW drama, but I would have loved it for the O five, because think about it, isn't Scott like kind of nice with um, Wolverine? Exactly. So i would have loved laura i would have laura i would have loved to that for them to explore that but whatever we didn't get that so and then b storming out i was like okay and then scott i didn't that's that that scott at the end seems so ham-fisted i was just ugh. that's what I, I didn't like the ending i was just really scott did all this you showed your ass like that and this is what you do oh we can all stand together at the footstool no no seriously where's cross where, where's where's skull and cross or crossbones right in the head seriously I was so annoyed. Seriously, with that. I was seriously annoyed with that. Oh my god. Um, uh, my god. So um, then you read the new number one, which takes place eight months after Secret Rewrites is done. <laughs> and you hated it. I did, and we don't have enough time in this podcast for me to tell you why I hated it. But all I'm going to say is, give us two things why you hated it. I hated two it. Things. I hated it. But. I plan on giving Marvel the benefit of the doubt and reading not only the rest of the X books, but hopefully, you know, in humans, something good will come of all this. I it's it's beyond been there, done that at this point with the route they want to take. Um, I have been with the Merry Mutants for many years. Um, we just had an event not even five years ago. It just feels rehashed don't want to read it whatever that was my opinion of this book and that is why i call it extraordinary there ain't nothing extraordinary about this book to me it's just it actually be called uh, beyond basic that should be the word the beyond basic x-men but you, that's not what you told me when we were talking come on tell them what you no i told them no, that really isn't a nutshell why I don't like this book. You told me this not Okay. Tell them about why you don't like it. Ah, uh, you're always you're you're killing me. I liked it. You liked it. I liked it. I That's because I didn't. Because you're a contrarian. Probably. So extraordinary X-Men number one. Extraordinary. 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 Extraordinary X-Men. Writers Jeff Lumiere. Uh Pinsler is Lemire. Lemire. I always say it's Lumiere. <laughs> Left Jeff Lumiere. Pinsler was by Herberto Ramos. Inker was Victoria. Ozaba, colorist is by Edgar Delgado, and letterist by VCs Joe Carmangana. I will say I loved Peter in this. 
artwork was great. Loved Love the book. Peter. So mutants are dying. Dying from the Terrigen Mists thing called Impox. They're all sterile. No more mutants, everybody. And uh, they're trying to collect all the mutants that are out there because people believe because of the Impox, they're going to get sick, which is only affecting uh, mutants. And legacy Rich, virus. Yeah, Rich is pissed because it's derivative of the le- Hello, legacy virus. Hello, legacy virus. Been there, done that. And now there's a haven for all these mutants. Been there, done that. So it's like the mutants. So I, I just like that it's sort of flipped. It's like the mutants are now in humans, and humans are now like the dominant species. So until so the, 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 the uh, X-Men are sort of in hiding, I guess, now. But and then Jean Grey left, but she Storm is talking to her to try to bring her back because they need to find these mutants. Um, I like Rest. I like Peter. Peter looked really hot in his big old, his big old. I know he's he's got the hipster beard too, but he's looks good on him. You know, this big old body, little head. <laughs> uh, but he's trying to be all rustic in Russia and whatnot. Yeah. Did did they change that? I don't. I could have swore that. When they showed his family before, this is the first time the the abuse the the family abuse came into this no, picture. No, he's had it before. You remember? Mm-hmm. I do not remember. Yeah, him was, ever having yep, abu- being that, abused. That's why. That's why uh, he was he was abused, and then he started to earn 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 his keep. But he was he was definitely abused, and then Xavier came part. in, and Xavier Xavier came and took him away. Um, but yeah, uh, I loved seeing. Wolverine at the end or Old Man Logan at the end. I don't know. I really, I like this book. I like the Inhumans that were fighting the X-Men. Like, so I, I just want to see what's going to happen because there has to be like, what's going to be the powder powder keg that makes it, that makes the, the war between the Inhumans and the mutants happen. Um, and I know that at some point that's going to make either beast is going to become a martyr or he's going to become a savior when he finds the cure or something. Cause I think that's the way they're going to, going to make beast, uh, take beast back into their arms. I think. Okay, what's up with these costumes? Why, why does Bobby look like that? I like Bobby's costume. <laughs> why does he have a neck brace? I like it. It's it's fashion, mm. but I, he's barefoot again, which I think is interesting. And he's, it's much better than what he was wearing the casual you know, like clothes he was wearing with the khaki the the cargo shorts. Oh, it's terrible. At least he finally has a costume now. Oof. And I see Alan uh, Ileana got her costume changed just a little bit. Storms rocking yet another new look. Ah. what Frank says he would have liked a little bit more uh, action and a lot of less recruiting well that's the first issue I mean they were kind of setting up the drama but I agree um, and then Paul says that's a little contrary uh, and Rich is a little bit whatever that's true <laughs> and on that note I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us thank you Terry Miller thank you Gene Gilmet thank you Gene Gilmet and RLT Press um, thank you um the card uh, thing. Yes, thank you, Club Card Printing, uh, for for printing our stuff. Clubcardprinting.com. Gene Gilmet at RLT Press. Terry Miller, our mistress of the mix board, and of course, as always, our biggest sponsor, Whatever Comics, located at five forty eight Castro Street, in between eighteenth and nineteenth. Check us out on the web, WhateverStoreOnline.com, and on Facebook under Whatever Store. So, and again, uh, this this will be up, and as always, uh, tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, between twelve and two. And on that note, want to say thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. We love Bye.
Thank you.